What's going on, everybody? Brendan Schaefer is back with you here on Be Shafe Daily on a Monday. Welcome into the show. Excited to have you here with me as we break down something. I don't know. I figure we'll talk about something here today, right? Still nothing. Still no baseball to talk about in the present modern day. Although I just finished up writing the fourth volume of a series I'm calling Cards Capsules on KMOV at KMOV.com. And this is probably the craziest game so far that I've went back and looked through. So to catch you up to speed, what I've been doing is going through one game per year, one Cardinals game per year from 2000, now advancing toward the present day. Since we don't have any baseball to watch, I figured there are so many baseball games out there that you can at least watch partially. Sometimes they've got full games uploaded online, different YouTube channels. And so I figured there's got to be a game that we can represent from every season since 2000. I felt like that was a nice even number to start off at. And work our way toward the present day. Recommend these games to people. Write about them. Talk about the interesting things that may have happened. What was going on at the time in Cardinals history and kind of taking you into just a glimpse at each year of the last 20 in Cardinals baseball. It's been a very successful, uh, you know, two decades in Cardinals baseball. 2000 was really the first year that started off this, what I consider still to this day, a current run of success for the Cardinals, because you consider they've only had one losing season in that span. They've only missed the playoffs, I think it's seven times, and it's kind of come in, in bunches, Uh, 2003 is the game I wrote about today, or the season I wrote about today for KMOV. That was the first time the Cardinals missed the playoffs starting in 2000 and working your way toward present day from there. There was another stretch uh, from about 2007 to 2010 where they only made the playoffs once in four years. So that'll be kind of a different era of Cardinals baseball to write about when I get to that in a few days. Of course, 2009 was the year they played the Dodgers in the NLDS and lost Matt Holliday's first year in St. Louis. He had the drop fly ball in left field in the game that uh, eliminated the Cardinals from the playoffs that year. But that was 27, 2007 to 2010. They missed three times. And then, of course, they missed three times under Mike Matheny more recently, starting in 2016 through 2018. And then last year, snapped that streak to make it back to the postseason. But still, in all of those years, only one losing season. So I figured it would be fun to take a look back at Cardinals baseball throughout you know what's been the majority of my lifetime. I was four years old at the Mark McGuire number 62 game in 1998. So I, I do remember that day, but obviously a little fuzzier than some of the more recent games. But it's been really fun. I've been watching back these games and writing about them. And today, Monday, I went in on a game that happened June 12 of 2003. The Cardinals were playing at Fenway Park against the Boston Red Sox. Jim Edmonds had a big day homering twice, but this game took 13 innings to be completed as the Cardinals took an early lead and then bullpen gave it up. J.D. Drew, my guy, hits a pinch hit home run in the 10th. Bullpen gives it up again. And then in the 13th is when Edmonds hits his home run. I think at that point they made it 8-5. But then even in the bottom of the 13th, the bullpen almost gives it up. In this video, I cannot recommend it enough for you to check this post out on KMOV's website. Cards Capsules is the uh, title of the series that I'm working on. And so if you go to the front page, the sports page of KMOV's website, or of course you can find it 
on Twitter at bshafer12. I tweeted the link there. Check this out, read through it, and click the link to the video that I put in later on because there's a few hilarious moments, and one of them is the very end of the game. Kerry Robinson's in right field for the Cardinals, and on a ball hit by, I want to say it was Trot Nixon at the plate, but I'm not going to go back and look. A ball hit into right field with the the potential tying run is on second base at this point, so they've given up two of the, the three-run lead in the 13th. Esteban Yan was the pitcher. And it's a fly ball to right field. Kerry Robinson, absolute adventure trying to catch this ball down the right field line. And there is an immediate replay from Tony La Russa's vantage point of what he was doing watching the play right after it happens. That It just makes you want to laugh out loud because of the, the strong reaction TLR had to potentially Kerry Robinson dropping the uh, the ball after, I mean, 13 innings of madness. It was a game started by Tim Wakefield for Boston, so he's slinging knuckleballs up there. Garrett Stevenson took the ball for the Cardinals. He went seven shutout innings but walked six. Like, this game had a little bit of everything, so could not recommend it enough if you want to check that out at KMOV. And then I've got links in there to previous games that I've written late last week that I don't think we've talked about yet on the podcast Uh, Working back 2002, I believe, was the walk-off home run by Edgar Renteria in a game where the Cardinals were trailing the Cubs 9-4 entering the ninth inning, and they end up walking it off, winning it in St. Louis. Pretty crazy epic comeback, but honestly, this game from today, this 2003 game, Volume 4 of Cards Capsules, I think this entire game was a little crazier, but certainly that the comeback the Cardinals had on the Edgar Renteria walk-off was pretty excellent. Great little read. I just kind of put up some of the interesting tidbits from that game and and linked you to some clips. I believe there's a, a full video of that one as well. And then back on Thursday of last week was, I wrote about Volume 2, Bud Smith, the no-hitter, the last Cardinals no-hitter to take place. Kind of took you back in time to talk about the state of the Cardinals at the time and, you know, what what became of Bud Smith after the fact, probably not as interesting, but uh, put some interesting tidbits in that story as well. So you can check all of that out at KMOV's website. Again, if you're looking for some stuff to do, like we're not watching real games. I've just been watching these old games. You know, I was a kid at the time, remember watching some of these games, but it's crazy the things you don't remember and you can look back upon and it just makes for some I mean, there's just been so many interesting nuggets. The first one I did was a game from 2000, opening day of 2000, Cardinals-Cubs. And within this broadcast, and you can go find this as well on KMOV. I've linked you to it there. But Joe Buck is doing the game with Al Hrabowski. And Joe Buck mentions, talking about the Yankees bullpen, he starts talking about Pat Mahomes in the year 2000 because, of course, Mahomes' father, also named Pat Mahomes, was a Major League Baseball pitcher, relief pitcher for, he had a pretty good career, like close to a decade, I want to say, he pitched, but certainly did not expect to hear that name on the Cardinals-Cubs broadcast as I was watching through it last week from the year 2000, so that was interesting as well. So yeah, I recommend checking out some of these old games. It can be a lot of fun, especially if you you know, were a Cardinals fan then, or even if you weren't, you know, you didn't didn't remember that time of Cardinals history. It's definitely cool to look back upon what what really started an era of success that continues today for the Cardinals. We'll see if they're able to continue that in 2020. We'll see if anybody's able to continue anything in 2020. You know, I'm, I've been watching some videos. I watched a video today of Buster Olney from ESPN. They were talking about could Major League Baseball do like a NCAA bracket style you know, tournament competition in order to 
spice up a season of baseball in 2020 that is obviously not going to go 162 games. Like, I think they've said now the latest update is officially the earliest the MLB season could begin would be mid-May. I don't think that's just not going to happen. You know, but for right now, that's where they're at. I would love, love, love. I'm just praying that they don't advance it beyond Memorial Day because that would be such a cool situation to start the season Memorial Day weekend, have that be like the kickoff. We always say opening day deserves to be a holiday, and in this case, it actually would be. I think the Cardinals are on the road in Atlanta that weekend, if I'm not mistaken, potentially. I guess I should just look it up. No, so this is actually perfect. The Cardinals play at home the weekend of Memorial Day weekend against the Arizona Diamondbacks, or scheduled anyway to play at home, and then they would go to Atlanta on Memorial Day, May 25th, but they would actually be home for that weekend, so that would be pretty cool to uh, potentially have Memorial Day weekend at Bush Stadium be the opening to the Cardinals season. We'll see if that ends up being something that gets to happen or not. I'm more of the belief that it's going to be, as I've said over the podcast recent days and weeks, more of the belief it's going to be June than May. I just don't think they're going to be able to do it by May because you think about the fact that you know everything's still shutting down. Every state is putting in the, the shelter in place. It's going to be a mess for at least another couple of weeks, I think. And then as things start to ease up a little bit, then you could say, all right, what's our timeline? If we're starting to show an improvement in having fewer cases of coronavirus, because right now I, I saw something like New York City or New York State had their cases go up like 38% overnight, I think was the figure. And I hope I'm not passing off bad information, but that was a, a, a link I saw from, I believe it was like a CBS report. So I think that's that's potentially correct. But even if it's not, uh, my belief is, you know, like other countries, you've had Italy and different countries that have just been hit so, so hard by this. We're still on the incline of here in the United States of how many cases are, are happening and being exposed. And so you got to hit the peak and then you can start to, what do they say, flatten the curve, and the curve starts to go downward slowly but surely. Even as that's happening, I think these situations where they're going to have no mass gatherings and they're going to be strict about you know what where they want you to go and, and meet with people, that's probably still going to be the case for a little while after that too. So once you reach the peak, you can start to look at the timeline and say if it's mid-April, late April, you know, is, is two, three weeks enough time to get everybody ramped up, ready to go? for the baseball season. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I'm hoping, man, because I'm just keeping keeping my eye on that Memorial Day weekend situation because I just think that would be so cool. But they're talking about, okay, if it is June, if it is, God forbid, July or August, if it's August, you're really, you're really kind of in a bad way because I don't know what you could possibly do. You know, August, September, that's 60 games. You could play some doubleheaders to get it there, but that's not really a full season. And if that's the case, I would prefer to see this idea of do like a wacky, just make the most of it, tournament style postseason format that you would never do again. But because you, you don't potentially, I mean, if you can't even do half of a regular baseball season, if you don't have time for it, because I guess, I mean, August, September, you could even play into October a little bit to get to halfway and then maybe run the postseason mid-October to, to mid late November. I mean, I don't think anybody wants that. You don't want to be going to Thanksgiving and, and still having baseball on your mind. So I, I just don't think that's realistic. The, you could push it maybe a week, 10 days into mid-November, talking about the end of the postseason, but I don't think you could really do much beyond that because then you're talking about 
cold weather in, in certain cities that, that could certainly be in play for the postseason. I am not a fan of the idea that has been floated, and I don't know on what official capacity they've discussed this. I, I assume it's happening behind closed doors. But the idea that you would play a neutral site World Series, kind of like the Super Bowl, not a fan of that at all. Um, but, you know, it, it's to my knowledge, it's not happened. And if it has happened, it's been a long time since anything like that has taken place. So maybe it's just something that we think would be terrible, but it would actually be not so bad. Like if your team was in the World Series, you'd travel to Miami to watch it, right? You'd travel to a dome stadium. Maybe they could do that. They could do like Milwaukee or something where you've got a roof, Globe Life in Texas. That would make a lot of sense, actually, for the, the first year of the ballpark uh, for the Texas Rangers that has a roof on it. So maybe that's something that you could try and do in a, in a November situation, but I just don't think that would be very fun for the local fan bases. Uh, so, you know, just kind of spitballing ideas and wondering what that could look like. But this tournament-style bracket got me thinking, like, if you only had 60 games – that's probably not enough to to have just, you know, play the season, play the postseason, and, and just call it good. I think you'd have to, to modify it in some form or fashion. I don't know if that means, like, you allow a couple division winners, like count the division winners, and then maybe you give an extended wild card. Maybe it's like a 16-team tournament or something to that effect. That could be kind of interesting. Uh, but to, to my vantage point, from where I sit, I think if – you play 100 games or more, that's perfectly acceptable. You could just run the postseason the way you normally would with the two wild cards, call it good. You don't have to do anything fancy. As you start creeping down toward, depending on when the season could start, 90 games, 80 games, half a season, that I think is where you'd have to start kind of asking questions. Okay, is there a way that we could could modify this? I'm curious if you guys have thoughts on if baseball only plays like half a season, would you want to see a modified postseason just as a one-off, a way to kind of level the playing field? Because you think about whatever the schedule is, that's probably what it's going to have to be at that point. If you start games in like mid-July or something, I don't think you're going to be able to say, well, we've got to play you know, our divisional opponents and make sure everybody, make sure it's even. Like, I think you're going to have a hard time with that. So the natural, you know, reaction would be to incentivize teams and, and just allow maybe more teams to have an opportunity to win. Maybe every team with a winning record, you, you could somehow try to bake into a a modified makeshift postseason. But we'll have to see. I mean, it's all speculation right now based on the fact that we don't know how long it's going to be before baseball actually takes place. So time will tell, but that's kind of where I am on the the update on the non-updated situation, there, there's not been anything that I've seen that really tells us we're progressing any closer. I just think it's going to be a couple weeks before we really know anything of substance on that end. Wanted to shout out a uh, something airing on PBS tonight in St. Louis, Channel 9, if you've got it. The St. Louis chapter of the Baseball Writers Association of America had their 2020 St. Louis baseball dinner in January over the same weekend as winter warm-up. And that is airing tonight, I believe it is, on Nine Network, on PBS Channel 9, if you're in the local to the St. Louis area. Definitely something I would recommend checking out if you have not uh, any plans so far for the evening. You know, there's no baseball to watch. I heard yesterday on Fox Sports 1 there was NASCAR video game going on that they aired for like two hours, because why not? Um, I haven't seen any dodgeball competitions yet, but I would definitely keep an eye on that if that's going on. That's kind of right in my wheelhouse. But otherwise, I think, uh, you know, 
And even if you weren't quarantined at home, I think this would definitely be worth your time. Colt Wong, a lot of other Cardinals were at the dinner. Wong received his Gold Glove Award there. Uh, Jack Flaherty, I believe, was in person in that event. So a lot going on at the dinner, and they'll be able to uh, show and, and relive some of that tonight on PBS. So definitely recommend checking that out if you have the time and you're at home tonight, which you probably are because I don't think you're allowed to be anywhere else, right? So definitely give that a look tonight on Channel 9 in St. Louis. Another topic I wanted to talk about here on the show before we get out of here today is MLB The Show. I did an episode last week, if you missed it, talking about the Cardinals players, their ratings on this MLB The Show game, and whether or not I think they reflect reality. And in some cases they did, in some cases they did not. And so I go over all of that. I think that was Thursday of last week, I want to say it was. And so you could check that out a couple of episodes ago of B-Shape Daily. And of course, you can subscribe at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anywhere you get your podcasts, we're probably there unless it's SoundCloud. So uh, definitely check out. And if you don't already follow the show, I really wish you would because even though right now we don't have a lot of daily like content for you based on like what's happening in real baseball, when the season eventually does kickstart, I can't wait because it's going to be kind of like it was in spring training when I had daily episodes, boots on the ground, news for you guys from what was happening in Cardinals camp. During the season, it's going to be we can actually break down real games that you guys care about because as much as we love spring training, it's not the real thing and the game results don't actually matter. And so when we can start getting into results and managerial decisions and who's hot, who's not, what needs to happen with the lineup, I think it's going to be a total blast to be able to do this show. For right now, we kind of have to just grit our teeth and, and bear it. But uh, it's I, you know I'm still enjoying doing this, but it's definitely harder to come up with topics. So if you have any that you really think, I want to hear this discussed, it might be off the beaten path, but... You know, maybe he'll talk about it because he's got nothing else. You're absolutely right. So maybe suggest it at bshafer12. Send me a direct message, and I might even get to it on the show. You never know. If you've already sent me one and I haven't done it, send me again because I forget and I get a lot of messages, so I kind of forget about what I've already addressed and what I haven't. Uh, but anyway, wanted to talk a little bit more about MLB The Show because I got to play it a little bit over the weekend. By a little bit, I mean a lot of it. Didn't have a lot else to do. Um, and so I was getting into this game, and I was terrible at this game at the beginning. I think I've gotten a little bit better. Maybe I'll play a little bit uh, Monday night to see if I can contest my skills again against somebody online. But I wanted to, if you play this video game, and for some people you can tune out and you're like, I don't care about this video game. Uh, I do think you should check out the Cardinals episode of uh, talking about the player ratings because that you can learn a little bit about my thoughts about the Cardinals roster. It's more about that than it is video game talk. But if you play the show and you're a relatively new player, and you were terrible like me, because I bought this game several times in the past, but I never actually played the actual games. I would be like, fancy myself a John Mosellock. I'm the GM of whatever team, and I try to make trades. But when it came to the gameplay, I would usually just simulate the games. I wouldn't actually play them. I would just say, you know, click simulate, see how my players did. If guys were doing poorly, I could trade them or, or cut them or whatever. Guys were doing better, young players, advance them from the minor leagues. That was really, really fun to me. And so I'd play franchise mode, but I'd never really play the game. So my, my skill level at playing the game online against other people was not only was it low, it was non-existent. And so I found that out the hard way on Friday night when I started playing and I was just terrible. But now I've got a few tips from a recently terrible player who's at least like 
bad to mediocre at this point. I'm not terrible anymore. I would recommend a few of the following things. If you do pitching, let's talk about pitching first. I've had a harder time with hitting, but pitching can be difficult. But go into your settings and check out the different ways you can pitch and play around with it because sometimes you can do the meter over the top of the the pitcher's head and you have to click it once to decide how hard of a pitch you want it to be and then click it again in the middle of the meter to make it accurate. And if I threw a hard, the harder you throw, the less accurate it might be because the meter goes really quick and you have to time it just right. And so I was never able to do that. And I started switching to what's called pure analog for pitching, which is the joystick. You pull back and then you push forward and it's still got to be accurate. But to me, it's been a lot more fun and I've gotten a lot better at being able to, to pitch that way. If you're terrible at hitting like I was... The plate coverage indicator on the zone hitting style, there's different ways you can hit, just like pitching. You can do directional where you point the joystick as you press the hit button, and if you do it right, the ball will go in that direction if you're able to make contact. That kind of limits you to being able to just hit directionally without inputting the most maximum power on your possible swing. The PCI, as they call it in the gamer world, I've, I've come to realize, or it's called the plate coverage indicator, that's if you use the zone hitting style with buttons. And if you have the PCI on, you're taking the left joystick and trying to, as the pitch comes in, place it, your sweet spot of the swing, where the ball ends up being. And if you do it perfectly, it's going to give you like a line drive with 100 miles an hour exit velocity off the bat. And that's really fun when you're able to do that. But when you play on these difficult game modes, I have super duper not been able to do that. And so uh, trying to get a little bit better. But I do recommend using the plate coverage indicator if you're learning to hit. And play the March to October mode on Legend. Because that's what I accidentally did. I didn't know that Legend was the most difficult on the game. And I was playing through that a little bit on Sunday. And I was doing terribly. But after a while, I think it made me a little bit better at the game. So play that and this game just has so many cool modes i feel like i'm a spokesman for it at this point but you can do march to october which is like a places you you get to pick your team and then as the season goes along it'll input ask your input for trades and you could potentially add players to your roster but you don't play every game you just play like a number of moments throughout the season and they usually start in like the seventh or eighth inning or sometimes you're playing as an individual player and you get to do all of his at bats or as an individual pitcher and you're just pitching as a starter. So like there's a lot of fun game modes on it, but if you play the online section of the game, there's a lot of rewards as well that you can earn from this March to October mode, but diamond dynasty, that's like the main online section. That's what I've been working on trying to, to get my squad up and running. Uh, I made some uniforms that are goofy. They're like yellow, Brown and teal are my like main colors for my team. So that's kind of hilarious, but been enjoying that game a lot as well and so I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit at the end and I get, if you play this game online I think you can add me bomb squad underscore 70 I believe is my like my PlayStation gamer tag or whatever it's called that you'd be able to add me as a friend on there and I would love to play against some people I think it'd be kind of fun and send me a direct message about this as well if you're still into the idea and you're a fan of the show, send me a message on Twitter and say you'd be interested in joining a custom league. Because I think if we got a few Cardinals fans into a league together, maybe a dozen or so, we could play, you know, either a shorter modified season, or if we really wanted to do something crazy, you could have 30 fans, 30 30 players, 
and potentially have a shorter season, like a tournament-style 18-game season, or maybe just a 30-game season, you play every team once. I guess it'd be a 29-game season. And then do a postseason. That'd be kind of fun. One player for every every team, for each team, and be able to do something like that. So if that's interesting to you, send me a message on Twitter. I might be able to work that out some at some point, especially if we're going a couple more months without baseball. So that's what I got for today for you guys. I appreciate you for joining me here at B-Shape Daily. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow me on the socials. It's at bshafer12, pretty much anywhere you'd want to go. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all there, at bshafer12. Appreciate you guys, as always. Make sure to check out the Cards capsules that I've been writing for KMOV. A lot of fun stuff over there for Cardinals baseball fans. That's all I've got for today. We will talk to you tomorrow.